0: Another panther podcast, what airs? We're back. And I'm sure you're all excited. Well, I'll be back to work. I mean, not to hear me. I'm sure some of you know are still on vacation, which I have no issue with. It's hard finding a... Sitters for kids, usually, or you know, there's daycare, obviously. But if you really don't want to spend all that money on extra money on daycare, you don't have to. So you know, work from home, take some time off. Me, I get to go back to the office because I, Lord knows what, what, what else I have to catch up on. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, the kids love it. I and mean, good lord, all, all they do is eat. You know, I mean, maybe when I was a kid, that's all I probably did around the holidays was eat, but shit. I didn't realize it. How much kids really eat. But, uh, you know. Being a parent, I mean, I don't know how many year how many more years I'll have of this. Well, I mean, my kids are young, so I can do the freaking math. How many more years? I'm sure, if my oldest, probably at least two or three more, maybe. Eventually, he'll find out Santa Claus isn't real, and then then he'll then, he'll, uh, then I'll trickle down to my daughter, who's you know six she will figure it out. And I'm sure my youngest is three. We're pretty much going to tell the other, the older two not to fuck it up for the younger one. And not tell them at such a young age that Santa Claus isn't real because, you know, I at least want, I at least want to, uh, you know, enjoy all that whole waiting for Santa and all that, all that crap. Although I will say if you're looking for really good mechanism, the, you know, the get to your kids, that FaceTime Santa app really works, I mean, your kids act, are really acting up one day, and you need to get them to calm the fuck down, (laughs) just FaceTime Santa Claus, and tell Santa all this shit they're doing, and then, uh, they really, um, calm down, and what, 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 what was great about all that was, you know, I am a dog my daughter Harley cleans, she was, you know, before Christmas came, she was cleaning up the room, because she was tying it up for Santa Claus, and I said, well, you're still cleaning, and she says, I want to get ready for Santa, I want Santa to have a nice, nice, nice home to come into, and I said, well, shit. And I was like, i like to have a nice home to freaking walk into. Of course, I ain't cussing my kid. I just, you know, hypothetically. But, you know, I told her, I said, you know, cling is an awesome habit to get into. You know, I mean... Because, you know, it's one of the things where you develop good habits. You know, starting with clean is one. I mean, it's like with, when you work in a restaurant, the first thing you, you know, clean, cleanliness and sanitation is your first best habit. You know, and of course you'll have a you'll have the chef or the cook bitching at you. But anyways, enough of that little, enough of that crap. We got a lot to get into right now. On my way to on my drive to work, we got Pitt and Stanford. We got Dana leaving, and we got Penn State losing, which we won't talk about too much because you know, good lord. And we have the college football playoff to talk to talk about as well, and also the bowl games. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to every friggin' bowl game, but just some bunch of stuff. Well, first of all, Pitt Stanford. Pitt and uh, Stanford faced off in the Sun Bowl on New Year's Eve. Last time Pitt played in the Sun Bowl, we all know what that we all, we all know what happened. They lost three nothing, in one of the worst bowl game, pretty much the worst bowl game ever played. I mean, how much NFL talent was on that team, and we still lost three nothing. So if you're wondering why Wannister really got fired, uh, there, there, there's your freaking answer right there. At least one of your answers. I'm sure pissing off the A D at times probably got him fired as well. On top of the uh you know, that little off the little off camp those you know, those incident reports where Pitt supposedly led led everybody in the incidents. Lord knows what they were. but in this game it was another game where Pitt pretty much a typical Pitt loss Pitt dominated Pitt dominated the stat sheet and still lost I mean they outgained Stanford they held Stanford to two touchdowns and still lost you know they just found ways to lose games as always played their ass off. I mean, they gave up only 14 points. The only way Pit, you know, the only, you know, the only way Pit defense is going to shut down a team like Stanford is to well have Alabama type talent, have Alabama type coaching, which Pit doesn't have. But for 14 points, that's pretty good. It's good when your offense is lethargic well your running game was good it's just your, your passing game was lethargic it was a combination of both play calling and Sean and you know and the quarterback you know I know it's easy to blame Sean Watson for everything because he's a QB coach this and that but Kenny Pickett is, almost, is about 20 years old and he's been playing he's been playing QB most of his life and there's a lot of throws that he really should make that he needs to make and he wasn't making them on on Sunday or Monday whatever New Year's Eve was. I don't know my days are all screwed up. It was Monday. And I know that Sean Watson is a big part of the, is, is, is a part of the problem. But Kane Piggy yesterday was a big part of it. You know, he's it's at a point with him where he has to have where he doesn't. And right now, he doesn't. And this team really developed defensively. The defense really took hold. But we needed a passing game. And we didn't have it. I think Penner does nuts if he keeps Sean Watson, but that's his buddy. We all know how that goes. Any excuses we're going to probably hear are the fact that we outgained Stanford and moved the ball. We just couldn't punch it in. But it's getting old. And this offense, I think, can can be more than what it is. It just depends on who's calling the shots. You know, Taysier Mack, I think, could be a star in this league. And could be starting the next level. It just depends on who's throwing him the football next year. And, of course, we had to sell for field goals at the goal line because of horrifically bad play calling. And on top of that, I say, you know, would it be really be nice this, at this at this goal at these goal line situations, a tight end, you know, either blocking or maybe sticking, you know, sticking a uh, tight end in the end zone, the back of the end zone, and you know, tossing them a football, you know, or play action on a tight end, you know, because Pitt obviously doesn't have any of that right now because we lost our tight ends, one quit, Lord knows where he's going. Because he had enough. And we had the Titan that was supposed to come in... Uh, next year and contribute. And he realized what the fuck was going on. And he left. He went, he's done going to go to Texas Tech. And do some air raid. Rather than this little... You know... Shit show. Well, like I said in the last podcast there's obviously things Pitt need to do they need to probably figure out what they're going to do with Sean Watson and probably reopen the quarterback position because Kenny he's a nice kid but he hasn't shown he hasn't shown us that that the job is his or he's the man for the job Yeah, you know, this is a position they really need to figure out or get it right because Quadrolist and Darren Hall are gone now. Quadro got hurt in the uh, bowl game, which sucks. And I hope he he heals because so I think he has a uh, bright future ahead of him in the pros if he gets there. Darren Hall also has a feature as well which is awesome that those two were able to share the backfield like they did but with your ground game gone I'm sure they got some guys that can they can step in and contribute in the ground game but that doesn't mean you know we just keep ignoring the pass, passing game so something needs to give otherwise what do you do I mean you go I don't know i, I A spread offense with no tight end. I don't think we can do it. To be honest, just ain't gonna happen. Anyways, guys, love our things up the cover. Not much else we can say about pit football at this point. Otherwise, that's pretty much your hot, yeah, you know, your elephant in the room is uh, the passing game for the most part. The offense is your pretty much your elephant in the room and and whatnot. So the hot news on New Year's Day is Dana Holgerson and Houston have a, an agreement, and he's going to go five years, twenty million dollars. I mean, it's bad enough they could beat Syracuse in their bowl game. You know, for as much crap that they talked, I mean, they, they, you know, they, you know, they sat and they gloated about Pitt losing in the uh, conference game, and you know, I had one West Virginia guy tell me to enjoy the center pinstripe, but I'm like, okay, I'll enjoy the center pinstripe, because obviously these, these condescending morons thought they were going to the freaking Alamo Bowl oh wow Alamo Bowl Ooh, that's awesome No, the Big 12 sends them, sends, them to, sends them to the camping bowl with a place Syracuse great job and of course they lost that game I'm sure Dana probably realized what he had coming next year in the side, the, the freaking the hell with it and get out of it. Well, he could. The thing is, is, he jumped, you know, he could have went to Texas Tech, but of course, I don't think they were even interested in him, to be honest. And that's one thing people, uh, you know, need to realize is, well, he, Texas Tech didn't want him, so where was he gonna go? So he ends up in Houston. So, on top of, you know, we get, you know, we get poked fun at them because our coaches leave. But at least our coaches leave for like, you know, other P5 schools. Whereas their coach, who had a uh, Heisman candidate at quarterback, and a Big 12 that was pretty much very vulnerable enough for them to be in the, you know, the conference game, title game. They underperformed... And that's that. They, I mean, and they end up going to a, you know, a no-name bowl. And that's the thing about the, the playoff itself is it's taken away the luster of um, all kind of stuff. And we'll get into that here in a minute. So I'm not sure why Dana would jump at a non-P5 school. I mean, to me, this is the, like, the biggest mystery out of all of it. I know he has history here because he was here a long time ago with Art Bryles, I believe. So I don't know what, you know, and of course they're going to get, you know, Houston's going to shell a bunch of money for an a all-star staff. All I can say is if Houston's really going to do this stuff, really put their money into football, give the fact that they're, they're non-P5 school. They better have a hell of a team. And they're gonna to contend for uh AC, you know, AAC titles every year. Cause I mean they fired Major Applewine and he went eight and four. And I don't get that one either. I am I, I think despite what happened, I think Major Apple has still a bright future in college coaching. And the and the joke, the right joke down here was they they uh, pull um, Applewhite for Chris Sims because uh, Mac pulled Applewhite and let Chris Sims play for the most part. Although I thought Chris Sims was overrated as a quarterback, even at Texas, you know it's a mystery. I think if uh, you know. I said I hope West Virginia fans don't learn like good basketball fans did when they ran Jamie Dixon out. But Scott Barnes is not their AD, so I figured that their replacement's gonna be a lot better than what we did with uh, Kevin Stallings. But uh, you know, when they repla- when they replaced uh, Dana with Bill Stewart, I mean, Bill Stewart was an emotional hire after. How- Richard Rodriguez left because Bill gave him the passion speech, and they beat the crap out of Oklahoma. So they hired him on the spot, and Bill had a really good—you um, rec- know—he had a really good staff with him too. Those guys could recruit in the South, but uh, you know that you know under Pat White then and performed and. There's been a lot of dirty laundry that's aired up by Rodriguez at West Virginia as well. So I don't think he will ever be considered being hired back to West Virginia. Supposedly, there's been some. Uh, there's been a lot of ugly things that have come out, but you know, story-wise, that it would be not pretty much not a good idea for him to come back ever. Maybe you know to be honored in some way or somehow, but that's about it. But as uh, you know, like I said, the the, you know, the the college football playoff national title game comes comes over. I mean. One thing the playoff has taken away is the luster of the bowl games. It used to be you could, you could brag about what, what bowl game you played in, now nobody cares. You know, well, we played in the Fiesta Bowl, or we played in the uh, Gator Bowl, or Citrus Bowl. We played in this bowl. Doesn't doesn't matter anymore. Nobody cares. You know, whereas... In the old days of college football, like in the same like the eighties and nineties, seventies, of course, even way before then, all those bowl games are bragable. The playing, and you, you can pound your chest chest about it. Now, not so much. For one thing, there's so many bowl games now that you know it's watered down. And two, it's all about the playoff now. Playoff overshadows a lot of, a lot of the major uh, bowl games. And, of course, nobody cares how many people you bring to your bowl game either now anymore. That was braggable as well. You know, it, it was, ha-ha, we brought 50000 to our bowl game. I even spent my kids' college fund on a bowl to get down here and do my part. Huh. Next year all these major bulls are going to want us because we traveled so much but you guys your puny 7,000 now nobody cares about that I mean I'm sure there's been like one fan base that probably does care about you know, how many fans they bring because it's a freaking I don't know it's some sort of badge of honor for them to hold on to but nobody gives a flying fuck. So yeah, you know, the bull it's just I don't know, maybe it's kind of it's kind of made the whole thing boring now. And, you know Georgia lost last hit to Texas and of course I have to hear about how Georgia wasn't motivated enough. And, you know, some people have jumped in my mentions about, you know, well they were still the number 3 team. And you know, they may be right. They may they may be the number 3 team still in the nation at that time. Maybe they were. But they didn't do what they needed to do. To get to the playoff, and that's the thing, they had to win their games, and they didn't. So sure, they can. They still, they still may have been the number three team, but they didn't do what they needed to do. So I mean, that's that's the problem with this whole thing, as there's a committee, and there's things that you need to do to get to the playoff. Georgia didn't do it, so. they may be the number three team, in, you know, overall that you'd put in, but they didn't get in. They didn't do what they needed to do. So I don't, you know, they weren't going to reward them for uh, for losing their conference title game. If it did that, on top of putting two SEC teams in, it was going to create a ruckus among all the other conferences. And then there would have been a big push for eight teams after that. And I, don't, I really don't think college. College football in the NCAA and once an 18 playoff. But you know, Georgia could have stayed their case last night and they didn't. They got their asses kicked by a Big 12 team. A Big 12 team where a conference that that plays no defense. Figure that one out. They play no defense whatsoever. It's all scoring, and they and they they pretty much punch Georgia in the mouth. And not to mention, uh, they almost try to take out Georgia's mascot as well. Bevo uh, decide to uh, wreak havoc. I don't know who thought it was a good idea to take a freaking bull and try to put him next to a pull, to a bulldog. You know, this ain't the. I mean, this ain't the freaking circus. Where these animals are freaking tame. Both. I mean, not... not Viva is obviously still; he's still a freaking wild animal, for God's sakes. I mean, for I mean, he's a freaking bull. Not sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't looking. I'm not sure if he was if he's been neutered or not. But I look. If he, oh, uh, you know, he was pretty. Um, I mean, what he did was kind of mellow, so maybe he is neutered a little bit. <clears throat> Because if he wasn't neutered, God for holy shit, it could be a lot worse than that. <clears throat> and Penn State lost their bowl game to Kentucky, and I watched that game as well. Kentucky gets their first ten-win season in like forty years. Good for them. Uh. I have no issues with um, Miles Sanders. You know, he's supposedly going to go up. Uh, you know, he's supposedly going to go pro. <laughs> Initially, I wasn't crazy about it. Thought it was dumb, but of course, somebody told me. You know, in my mentions that the I guess the the QB class and ring back class from the from this upcoming draft is very light. So there's a good chance that Miles Sanders can be a um he can be a third or fourth round pick. I just don't think he's really pro ready yet. I mean he had a hell of a season at Penn State, but he, you know, there there's not much about him that tells me he's like a really a pro a pro back. Or that he can be like um a feature back. But I think he can have a career in the pros. So he wants to go. He said he wants to go pro. He's doing it for his mother, but I think I think really he should be doing it more for himself. But hey, you know if he wants to get his, if he wants to retire his mom, sure. But I don't think he. It, but as a third or fourth round pick, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. But you know that's his first contract. I mean, if he really does well in the pros, he may be able to retire her. Get a big, get a big deal. We'll see. But of course, as the game itself, I figured this was gonna be one of those games where Penn State underperforms all game, and they they pull a win out of their ass because that's how they always do this. And of course, they were up, uh, they were down by twenty points. And next thing you know, Trace McSorley's uh, foot was feeling better. Supposedly, his foot was broken. He came back in the game and uh, rallied them, and they, but they lost by three. And some of it was mind-boggling. Where you know they went for a field goal instead of going for the touchdown to make a three-point game, and they should they should have probably went for the touchdown. I'm not sure what the uh, logic was there. It's a bowl game. When you you know. If you win this bowl game, you're not exactly going to go to some next round of the tournament. It, it's just the, the game's over. So instead of just uh, you know going for it, he decides to kick a field goal, which I have no idea why. Which you know, and, and which you know, it could have worked out for him because Kentucky you know didn't have a much Kentucky didn't have a, much of a passing game, and all Penn State had to really do was stop him. Which they did, but of course when they stopped the Kentucky, there was like 9 seconds left, and they were pretty much screwed up for that. And by the time I got the ball back, it was 1 second left. And um, the... It um, were kind of reminded me of that time Kentucky played LSU, but this was like a long time ago, where they where the, the fans stormed the field against LSU and they had to get off the field because they had one more play left. And LSU threw up a hail mary and it was tipped, and LSU caught it and ran for a touchdown and won the game. And they showed like the LSU the, the LSU football players celebrating while the fans are still in the field. That's what this, this that's what this uh, last play kind of reminded me of, except for uh you know Penn State fucked up the uh, lateral and lost the game. So, Pitt lost, West Virginia lost, and, well, Penn State lost. If Pickett has somehow, you know, got score scored more than 13 points, maybe, um, you know, it would have been something nice to be happy about, but, of course, we could never have nice things, and so that's how that goes. I mean, just another year, another bowl loss for Pitt. I mean, we haven't won a bowl game since uh, the Paul Christ era, and that was the little freaking Caesar's Bowl. We should have won the bowl game. I think it was the Armed Forces Bowl. We should have won that one, where we blew like a I don't know a big ass lead, and somehow we couldn't fill an onside kick for some reason because that's just how you know. That's just par for the course for us. That was uh, yeah. That was that was the last of the Paul Christ staff that was still there. And I remember I was so mad I wanted I wanted to leave them in Fort Worth and just tell them to go pet, catch your own damn flight to Wisconsin, and get the fuck out. But under the uh Penn or doozy era, we're, we haven't won a bowl game yet. <coughs> so it hasn't really you know worked out for us too much. You know, the last, I mean, the last bowl game we played in was the uh, pitch triple. And we were coming off that whole, you know, big win against um, Clemson. And, of course, uh, you know, James Conner got hurt. And it was all downhill from there. Another game where he just, uh, you know, we went through the motions and that was it. But um, finishing up here, Steelers obviously got a whole bunch of drama, and of course, a lot of dirty laundries being aired out. In terms of Antonio Brown, you know, I guess Brian uh, Clark was on. I guess he said years ago when he played that he told you know the, told the Steelers that if they give this guy money, it's going to be a big problem. And it is. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on with Antonio Brown, if it's old age, getting older, or maybe having young, you know, younger guys come in the system, getting, more, getting attention. But he's had his uh, moments this year, and of course, you know, it started off with um, him showing up late the trip to a children's hospital thing, and it's just gradually gone worse as the season has gone on. I mean when you spend um, I mean when you spend a whole bunch of time with Colin Dunlap's daughter and block Colin Dunlap on Twitter, I mean there's a lot to be said there. <clears throat> Which is kinda odd. So I'm not sure what is going on in that dude's head. Yeah, I'm not sure what's what's happening with him. But you know, supposedly he was—he th- he threw the ball at Ben. He's frustrated because he's supposedly not getting the ball enough, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you think about it, it does kind of make sense with Pitt uh, abandoning the run when it was working, and they were—they uh, were electing to throw the football a lot. That wasn't a design. They were doing that because they got a bunch of people not happy. They're not getting the ball thrown to them. So they got to appease everybody. So basically they got to throw the bottle to appease everybody. So I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, steers have a, a lot of talent. It's just, it's just uh, you know, when you have toxic personalities in your locker room, things aren't going to work. And that's pretty much what happened here. And not to mention some bonehead coaching decisions. There was a lot of those as well. I mean, this team just obviously there's a lot wrong with them right now. And they just don't have it together. The the coaching staff doesn't have it together. And obviously the, the players don't either. So... And I'm sure, you know, I mean, it's all about leadership. But there's just not enough leadership on that team. I mean, you know, leadership obviously starts with your quarterback, but I don't think they even like their quarterback enough to respect him as a leader. And not to mention the quarterback, you know, for most part of his career, he was an asshole. I mean, Ben was very talented, but he was a jerk. So... When we had guys like Porter, Ferrier, Harrison, Ward, Bettis, we didn't need Ben as a leader because we had enough leaders in that locker room to hold people accountable. So it really didn't matter, you know, what Ben did because we had leadership. Other in other places where we really didn't need him to lead our um, to lead our team. This time around, there's just not there's there's none of that, none of that at all. And that's the problem. There's no team leadership, and if there is, they're not they're not respecting enough to even you know be taken seriously. So, I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but, you know, probably, if anything, get these, talk to these guys, or have a locker room meeting, or make some trades. That's all I can do, but, if anything, Ben is is towards the end of his career, so I'm not sure what he's going to do. You obviously can't trade him, but does he uh, deal with another year of this, or does he just say, you know, well, I'm just, I'm just going to pack it in and just say, fucking I doubt he does, because it's just not him, but you never know. Tama could follow suit. You know, it's hard to say. But whatever it is, they're going to have to figure it out because Cleveland's got Baker Mayfield and they're, they're looking good. And, you know, as long as they don't mess with the coaching hiring. Baltimore's in the playoffs and they got Lamar Jackson and he's only going to get better. So whatever it is, they got to figure it out soon because it's going to get a lot more, it's going to get a lot more tougher. Oh, well, guys, enjoy your day back for some of you. For the rest of you, enjoy your vacation. How to pit.